Hey everybody and welcome to the American Season Podcast. My name is Gray. I'm here with Josh. Good afternoon, Josh. Uh, good afternoon to you too, sir, on this fine... What is... Is it's, today it's, a weekday? It's Friday. It is it Friday. Is. It um, is Friday. City, I ain't got no job. City play Crystal Palace in less than 24 hours, which means uh-huh. that you will have a very limited window to hear this before then, but you will hear it before then. Um... What we're going to do today, we're going to react. To, we're going to be the last people on earth to react to the Spurs game. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about Gabriel Jesus again because we like to do that. He is a bright spot. We're going to talk a little bit about refereeing because it's relevant, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Crystal Palace game on Saturday in the FA Cup fourth round. So, and I'm going to bitch about a couple of things yes, on you my are. soapbox. You, yes, you, you are. I, you. Did well last week uh, to go to go on a rant. I have two this week that I'm going to divide up into equally. Uh, I'm, I will apportion them appropriately. Um, uh, so uh, yeah. Whenever the I, moment, I, whenever the moment hits you, do not hesitate to. Uh... I, I well, when Raheem Sterling, when we get to Raheem Sterling, we'll uh, I'll talk about that and then. Um, yeah, as soon as we get to uh, as soon as we get to uh, uh, the Spurs game, I'll I'll probably have a. Well, that's where we're going to start, so you can get yourself revved up early. Basically, my reaction to this, um, I I, I want to talk about what we learned, if anything, from it, and um, what I learned is that City are still capable of playing well, but they're still prone to the same stupid mistakes that undo all of it. And I guess that's yeah. not really learning anything, but it's just sort of reinforcing what we already knew. But that game should not have... They should have been three points cities away. They outplayed them. They had a 2-0 lead. And Most for, dangerous lead in all yeah, of sport. Um, there were factors that were within their control that led to them dropping the two points. And it was two points dropped, to be clear. There were factors within their control that led to that happening. There were some factors out of their control that in- contributed to that. Um, so, so first, let's talk about the factors that are in their control, which I blame far more than anything else, which is the fact that, you know, we're still dealing with two shots on target, two goals, um, the, the same old, same old. It's, it's not luck at this point. I'm, I'm tired no. of seeing it attributed to luck, because if it yeah. was luck, then it wouldn't keep happening with this frequency. It is no. a consistent, ongoing problem that they don't seem to know how to address. At this point, it has to be considered a statistic. Correct. Like, there's no other way about it. There, this is not an alternative fact. It is not <laughs> luck. Well, city, uh, city have a problem with giving up goals the minute their opponent takes foot and aims toward net. Yep. I mean... Uh, and, and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get, the, get, get, get my bitch out of the way so we can get back to talking about Spurs. And this is what pisses me off. Because, listen, I, I, I am 100% with people like David Moody and Simon Curtis who don't necessarily believe that that you can 
or should buy you, you buy yourself the victory. You know, spending money on players that you don't buy buying just to buy. Okay, I get that. I actually agree with that. I feel like City put a solid investment into the team over the summer. I feel anyone who says differently is is lying or just being negative for the sake of being negative. There there was a substantive and significant investment into this team, ex- including actually the areas that this team needed it. However, the problem with City is that they just bought they're like, okay, we need a defender. Let's buy one. Okay, we need a midfielder. Let's go get one. Oh, and let's buy a guy that hasn't had a fully healthy season since Jesus Christ walked the earth. Look, Gundogan is is Gundogan will will always go down in my book as a good buy because I I feel like. When he's on the pitch, he definitely gives you your bang for your buck. The problem is, is that he sees a lot of time off the pitch, which leaves City with a hole in the midfield, and they don't have the players or are unwilling to try out some of the youth to fill this in. Now, as it comes to the defense, buying John Stones was a significant investment by City. Obviously, the price was there, 50 Mill, I mean, that's, that's, that's a bit of coin for a defender. But you know what? Yeah, it, it was a solid investment, and I remain convinced that John Stones will become a, an important cog in the city defense moving forward, especially under Pep Guardiola, who supposedly has now said he wants to stay there for five years. So, um, I, I, I'm okay with both buys, but I feel that they were dressing on a problem that needed sutures. Uh, and we're seeing that right now. And the fact that City have remained inactive in, in the transfer market over the, over the winter to this point is frustrating to me because there's an obvious problem with the defense that is not going to be solved by Vincent Company's return if he even returns. Because every time he returns, he goes right back out. Whether it's a week or or a game, there is no way on God's green earth that you can rely on Vincent Company to get you through a 38-match season. 38, 39, whatever. Um, so now you have this problem, which made itself evident, as you said, in the Spurs game. Two shots on goal, two shots on target, two shots in the back of the net. This is a statistic. This is a problem. You've said it many, many times on the American Citizens Twitter. It's time to give Bravo a break from Bravo. It is time, not just only to bench him, but really to look at Willie Caballero as being the starter moving forward. Bravo is not sufficient for the job. He may have done well in La Liga, but this is not a spell he's going to want to remember. He doesn't have the height to play in the Premier League, and people have figured him out. That is why. That is why you have a statistic like that. 
You don't just get shots on goal that go in the goal the first time you hit them without having some knowledge of, A, a weakness in City's defense, but also the incapabilities of their goalkeeper. So now you have a team that's refused to dress anything and has brought in an attacker to add to an already overpacked attacking lineup where players already are not getting enough minutes or are not developing and 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 players that were once you know being screened for like Kalechi Iheanacho seem to be falling almost like they're not even going to be with the team moving forward and and you know, some of this is just reactionary, but you know, man, this team really, really could use another defender. Really, really truthfully could. And it and it saddens me that it's not going to happen or doesn't seem like it's going to happen because they feel like they've spent enough. Because I, these shots on goal are going to keep happening. They're going to keep coming. The games are only going to get tougher from here on out. And and City, they had Tottenham. They had Tottenham. And their basic inability to defend and shop stop, stop shots cost them a crucial two points. A very crucial two points. And yet again, have put City in the position to where their record against teams in and near the top four is just pathetic. Guardiola has not improved that at all. You, I don't give a damn if you beat Arsenal. Congratulations. Arsenal are just not, frankly, all that great. You know, like, if that's the team that you beat, if that's the team that you're pointing to to say, hey, City are competing against the best, a team that is, is hadn't won a trophy in nine years and is now satisfied because they've won consecutive FA Cups, if that's the goal, then fine. But that's not what I understood the mission to be. So... Here's the hoping City go out and address the defender need because it's something that needs to happen. This team is not good defensively. And right. Very good. I mean, I would, I, yeah, it's, the market doesn't seem to be developing. I, I, the, the problem, they do need to take Bravo out. And they will take Bravo out this weekend because it's the FA Cup. Uh, it wasn't even his fault against Tottenham, but at this point, it's just living in his own head. It's not going to help him. It's doing him no favors. And fairly or not, he's he's lost the benefit of the doubt. He's going to get blamed for everything that goes in against him, even if no keeper on earth would have saved it. So, you know, it's not fair to anyone. It's not good for me. It's not good for us, his supporters. It's not good for the team. And it's not good for him to just keep, keep him in there, sitting there, getting torched every week through... Some fault of his own, not entirely the fault of his own, but that doesn't help him. You know, he can't sit there and be like, well, if my defenders, you know, that doesn't work. We can't do that. So something of a relief that, that will be that will be getting a reprieve from that on Saturday. Um, let, let's talk about an, an instance, an issue that 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 came up not long before Spurs scored the equalizer 
which was Raheem Sterling was in one-on-one with Hugo Lloris being trailed by Kyle Walker, was shoved, stayed on his feet, did not go down, clearly knocked off balance, um, stuck getting a really weak, unconvincing shot off on goal. No penalty given because probably because he stayed on his feet. Despite the fact that Kyle Walker himself basically said, yeah, I had to shove him. Um, what on earth do you do? Because the problem here is a player who stays on his feet doesn't get Raheem, the, yeah. But Raheem Sterling doesn't get it when he goes down either, does no, he? No, that's the thing. Yes, and there's been much written about this in the past week. Um, I don't even need to mention. Um, but it's it's just uh, sort of as a general thing. You know, we tell players, don't dive, don't dive, don't dive. It's cheating, it's bad for the game, and it's right. No, we don't want to see people diving. Um, But if referees are not going to, not necessarily reward, but players playing fairly are not getting their just desserts for when they're fouled, you know, no wonder people dive. What are we supposed to do here? And I feel like the refereeing in the Premier League has gotten, maybe this is just me, but it feels like it's gotten progressively worse over the last several years. I don't... That may very well be the case, but I'd also add that we are, and and this is something that I saw tweeted, I forget by whom, I apologize, it is not an original thought by any means, although it is one that I happen to fully agree with. I saw somebody tweet that um, the game is and has been a little for, for some time now way too fast for the refs. Like it just because you're covering so much ground at breakneck speeds with players who are, you know, sprinter status. You've got middle-aged men trying to keep up with guys like Raheem Sterling and, and some of and, the best so, athletes in the world. Right, 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 right. And now look, man. Now on on the Raheem Sterling goal, this is something that the fourth official should have really seen. You know that like that's your damn job. You're sitting there. You're the goal line official. It's it's right in front of you. How how do you not see this? How do you not appeal to the side judge? How does this not happen? Raheem Sterling. That was a shove. It was a clear shove. It was a clear foul. It was a clear penalty. It should have been given. It wasn't. It rarely is with Raheem Sterling. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's because there is some hidden animosity uh, for Raheem Sterling by some of these refs, because apparently that exists in England. It's certainly written about enough that... I, 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 you just don't see shit like this covered in the United States like that, you know, like the obsession with, with some of the, well, all right, I take that back. I was thinking about Tim Tebow and, and, and then I lost all credibility with what I was going to say. But the way that Raheem Sterling is targeted is not something that you see. American sports will have an unhealthy obsession with players, but it's not often to their detriment. The British media torches this guy. Like, the son writing a paper, oh, Raheem Sterling having to slash the price on his home again because nobody wants that crap. And it's just like, seriously? Like, 
why is his real estate dealings or why are his real estate dealings? His by car the way, is dirty. Right. Why, th- that this was is, literally a story this week. This is this is second rant, by the way, in case you haven't figured it out by now. Why why are these things a mention worthy or b being covered to an extent that there's really no way to get around the fact that this is at some point a targeted attempt by the media on Raheem Sterling. And yet Raheem Sterling for all the crap and all the stick and all the battering and all the abuse that he has taken has developed into an absolute stud under Guardiola and continues to develop. He continues to progress. He continues to get better. And I feel like that's this is, you know, Pep Guardiola coming in is the best thing that could have happened for Raheem Sterling. As I do not feel like there is another manager out there who really would have taken the time to 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 do what Guardiola did. The the, the phone conversation during the Euros, the you know, the assurances that he's a part of their plans. And the fact that Raheem Sterling has showed an elevation in his game is what ultimately led him to the fact that he finds himself in so many one-on-one situations with defenders like uh, with with uh, Tottenham, and he's not getting the calls whether he stays on his feet or he goes to ground. Because then you get that Clattenburg rye, and you can see me doing the motion with my hands, right? You you know the Clattenburg get up motion. Yes. It look just, at me. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Wait for the camera. Okay. Hand, hand, let's do this. Everybody do it with me. You know the Clattenburg motion. So, and, and it's it's so frustrating because this is a player that has been deserving of at least four penalties this year. At least four that I can count that were bona fide, no doubt in my mind, these are penalties. And I'm not a guy, and nor do I think Gray is, we are not guys who want every penalty shot? We are the type of guys who will look at a play and say, "No, he got the ball there. He got that was fair. That was a fair tackle." Or, or we have even seen penalties called on City where we have said that that's kind of soft. I'll take it, but it's really, really soft because you know, as a supporter of a team, you're never going to turn down a penalty kick. Um, but, but we aren't the type of people who are out there saying. You know, everything's a foul and everything's, you know, going against City. But it does seem to be absurd that no matter what Raheem Sterling does, it doesn't seem to make a difference with the refs. And right. Yep. I haven't seen anything, you know, Graham Paul said that Andre Mariner, who did the Spurs game, was off the pace, basically criticized him in the media because, you know, he he had a terrible game by any measure. It's just, you know, it's, I, I don't know what you do. And, and I think with the media, the media writes, I think, what they believe people want to hear. And Raheem Sterling is public enemy number one for a lot of football fans for no good reason. So there's this sort of symbiotic relationship where, um, you know, well, if the people are going to keep hating him, 
we're going to keep publishing these hit job stories on him, and then people will keep hating him more, and then the cycle repeats itself on and on and on, um, because it's easy. It's easy. I have no doubt that it gets clicks, since that's what journalism is in certain circles nowadays. It's how many clicks can you get? Um, not not responsible reporting. So we're talking about tabloids here, is, is what we're doing. And these tabloids ha are trying to sensationalize things as much as possible. Um, but, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. It's just, it's absurd. Um... And it's an ongoing issue of, you know, I just don't know what players are supposed to do. It's him in particular, because he can't win. So, it, 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 gets, it gets frustrating, to say the very least. Um, shall we talk about Gabriel Jesus? To the Jesus! Yes. Very lively. To say the very least, he was great. He scored. He was offside, but he scored. The most annoying part of that was he didn't really need to be offside. If he just timed his run right, he would have been fine, and he would have scored legally. Um, but, and you could see how frustrated he was to get that called off, too. He, he came on there, and this is something that, that, that we have not always been able to say about certain players in the City Tech this year. He came on... And he looked like he was desperate to make something happen. There was an urgency to his play. And it doesn't surprise me, given, you know, that, that Brazilian street ball upbringing that you, that you get when you, when you have a player like that. Um, Christo Hatting, a friend of the podcast, actually asked us, would you have put him on earlier? He was excellent. Um, he didn't come on until, I believe it was the last ten minutes. Um, I would have frankly put him on the second Spurs equalized uh, if it were me. Yeah, I mean at that point you kind of you add some new juice into the mix. You you put a new threat on the field. Somebody that there's not a lot of tape on, especially um, there's not there, there's no tape on his ability to link up with his players, and and, and obviously he. He was able to do that quite well with his impact that he did have, and 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 damn near won the game, you know. Um, <clears throat> uh, you, uh, you always want to say you should put players on earlier, but who are we to know if if Gabriel Jesus's impact was because Pep Guardiola put him on so late, you know? By that time, everybody was so exhausted, City, from, you know, going up 2-0 and then trying to defend it with their lives, Tottenham from chasing City all around uh, in the first half and then, you know, giving it everything they had to equalize. Tired legs, tired minds, on comes an impact player like Gabriel Jesus. Maybe it was exactly what the situation ordered, but... Look, here's the thing, man. Sergio Aguero has become a flat-track bully. Kelechi Iheanacho, as I said, has seemed to fallen out of favor. Um, I've never really been a fan of Kevin De Bruyne playing up front. I like Raheem Sterling up front, but the problem is he doesn't get the calls. So at that point, you know, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because your striker, your main goal-scoring threat, if he's pumped, tripped, slapped, 
you know, punched, doesn't matter what, he's likely not going to get the penalty call. So, yeah, I I mean, I I would have no problem with seeing more of Jesus at this point because, frankly, Aguero's not impressing me this season, and I don't know what Iannaccio did. I truthfully don't. I, I, I wish I knew. But I'd, I'd love to see more of Jesus. I'd like to see more of of what he can do. This is a kid that really seems to just score, doesn't he? Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised to see him start at the weekend. He's, Guardiola seemed to hint that it was very much on the table. Um, basically said, well, he's healthy, he's fit, he's been training for three weeks. So, um and if if not in a cup game, especially there's another game midweek on Wednesday to to play uh, West Ham away, I believe it is. So it would make sense if you have options like that to put in there to do it. Um. So I I I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there. Very, it's impossible not to be happy, not to salivate a little more with the with the way he played. Um, yeah. I will obviously, you know, I'm just going to keep banging the drum that he's going to have his games where he's great. He's going to have his games where he's bad, but he's obviously an immense talent. And the fact, I mean, you look at his, and, and, and it's worth noting that the Brazilian team has not been a terrifying team in, in well, basically since the 2000s. Um, but, uh, <sighs> This kid has been part, he and, and Gabby Gole and Neymar have basically become the triumvirate of a Brazilian team that all of a sudden looks to be a damn good team. And Jesus has been responding. Now, we all know international doesn't always translate to club. I mean, there's James Rodriguez as an example. Though you could argue he's wasted his own talent. Um, but even Palmeiras uh, uh, with the Brazilian national team and the fact that, even like we said, it was an offside goal, but, I mean, he still punched one in and would have had one had he timed his run a little bit better. It's not like anyone would have stopped him. Uh, this is a guy that really does seem hungry for goals. And right now, City needs somebody who's hungry for goals. They really do. I mean, Aguero's getting his, but they're not coming when they need to. And if City has somebody capable of producing that, then look, man, I mean, maybe you start looking at maybe, I don't know, I don't know, put, 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 kept, put Jesus underneath Aguero or Aguero underneath Jesus and, and let Sergio do what he's always wanted to do, which is come back and play up toward the midfield rather than in the box. So I don't know, man. Uh, what do you, how, how, how much more of him would you like to see? I mean, you've always cautioned against throwing too yeah, much I've, at these I've guys been, early. I've been really, really conservative on him um, because, you know, I, I have seen too many players, not just in soccer, but I've seen too many players in every sport given too much too soon, asked to bear too much of a burden, and despite undoubted talent, it flames them out and they they can become good players, but they never become what they could have become had they been, I think, managed a little better. Um, 
So I'm really wary of that happening here, and I have complete trust in Guardiola to ensure that that doesn't happen. Um, that said, you know, I think you have to pick your spots with him. I think an FA Cup game at the weekend is a perfect spot for him to give him his first start, see what he can do. Um, the, 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 the thing that I wouldn't want to see is if he does have, you know, several great games early, it's not that I wouldn't want to see him play. Obviously, you ride the hot hand when the right hot hand is hot. But you, what you, what I don't want to see is him, if when he inevitably will go through a stretch where he goes a couple games without scoring, um, I don't want to see, you know, that that's, that's sort of pile on, that sort of, well, everyone's figured him out. It's just, you know... I, patience is the watch, the operative watch word. You pick your spots with him. I want to see him a fair bit, as much as he's able, but, you know, I don't really want to see him starting every single game, starting now until the end of the season. I don't want that. Um, but, you know, depending on what he shows you, there's definitely going to be spots for him, and I think this weekend is a perfect one to introduce him to a full 90, basically. Um that that's roughly where I stand with it, and I would simply say, play it by ear. Um, you know, don't give him too much too soon, but see what he can handle, and if he can proves he can handle certain things, you know, don't hesitate to give him a little bit more. That's kind of where where I stand with with it. Have Champions League rosters already been submitted? They have not. I don't think. I don't okay. think they they don't have to be submitted because the transfer window is still open. So I don't think. Right, they have right, to be right, 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 Transfer right. window. Okay. So, question for you: Do you put them in the Champions League roster? Yes. Okay. I'm not really without without thinking of who to take out. Yeah. You're like you're like no. I had the answer to the first part, but uh, you gotta get get back to me next week on the second part. Yeah. Well, I think what happens is uh, Kalichi and Nacho will no long will be able to go to the B list. Yeah. So you don't have to take anyone out because they're just going to take Gundogan out to put Tori on. So if that's correct, then they shouldn't have to take anyone out to put Gabriel Jesus on there as well. And are you fine with Tori being on the Champions League list? Yes. Absolutely. Same here. No question. Not, not a doubt in my mind. As a matter of fact, I almost insist upon it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, just... you're going to have that free spot anyway because Gundogan's not mm-hmm. going to play again this season. So yep. it's it, kind of made you... for you. You need somebody like that who can boss you in midfield, even if it only is for 45 minutes. You know, if you can yep. get if you can get a collective job done in the first 45, you you can bring Yaya Toure on for like the last 30 and just give your team that. I, I mean, look, dude, the last thing anybody any team wants to see is a fresh guy like Yaya Toure coming on. In, in you know in the 70th minute or or whatever you know that's just it's less than ideal you know he's an ox as it is hard enough to stop as it is he's so deadly with his passes as it is and now he's going to be fresh and you're running on tired legs i like him as a weapon i think he should definitely be in the champions league roster agree completely the only concern i have is that even when he was at his marauding best in the premier league the Champions League just he never seemed to click as well there. Um, but, but I think but I think Guardiola's usage of him could make a difference in that. Pellegrini was relying on him for 90 minutes of these games, and it's not something that Yaya has been able to give. Three times a week. 
Yeah, and 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 Guardiola has been has used Yaya much more sparingly, and I think to much greater effect. I even think Yaya is starting to come around on saying, "Hey, you know what? Maybe there's something to this. I'm not having to thrash my body playing three times a week. I actually feel pretty damn good." And I'm scoring goals and being a major impact player on this team. And I've completely won back the fans. Like, you know, I mean, you in an informal poll in the 93-20 group, it was obscene how how many, when 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 the question was posed, would you sign Yaya contract? He stated that he wants to remain at City. Would you bring him back on another contract? It was embarrassing how many no's there were compared to the yeses. It was like 12 no's to like 156 yeses. Like, he's pretty much won back the fan base with, you know, even though he didn't play half the season. I can't even think of a time that that's happened in sport. Yeah, it was the the ultimate truancy, the ultimate um, truth of sport is, is that if you, no matter what nonsense you, 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 get up to off the field and it wasn't even his nonsense it was his agents but no matter what nonsense surrounds you off the field if you come on the field and you play well people will generally get over it um it's just when you're not that that it's a problem um by the way i would take the unpopular opinion and say no and not because i don't i did yeah, not because I don't like him, obviously. Not because I'm there's any lingering bitterness over the whole agent thing. It's just because I was, I I was vote it, number thirteen. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just that you know there comes a time when you need to move on. Yeah, and you need to go up to bigger and better things. It's, and, and it's look, nothing personal at all. No, and and you know what? I don't see why a guy like Yaya shouldn't take a massive payday in China. Look, I I mean, you're not going to get that kind of money but once in your life. And if you're at the end of it, you may fall on a team that that could. But you, Yaya Cities wants to stay in England. Find me a team in England that's ready to win the Champions League. (laughs) Yeah. Well, point well taken. Yo, so where are you going to go that's going to get you the prize that you've wanted? It's not in England. Barca's not going to have you back. I very much doubt Real Madrid are going to shell out with an already overcrowded midfield that they don't know what to do with. So that about leaves Bayern Munich. Now, maybe they do. I don't know. I could see that as a possibility. I mean, they still kept Ribéry for whatever reason. And Yaya... For all of his problems, Yaya's never yeah. had a problem with injuries, man. I think yeah. that I think that with Ribery, it's more of sort of a, a legacy thing. Like I don't think they would bring if if Ribery hadn't been playing for Bayern for the last decade or whatever. I don't think he would be there now. Put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I think you know Bayern have have taken their chances on aging players who can still make an impact, and I think if they got Yaya on the cheap. You know, but then, but that's like the only spot. And even then, I have a hard time seeing Rumenegi pull that deal. You know, for any reason whatsoever. So, yeah. I, I just I don't know where you maybe Juventus. Juventus, you know, th- there's been tons of links with with uh, Yaya and and Syria, but I I think the only club that even in Syria that's ready that that could win a Champions League is Juventus. 
and I, I felt that way, if, if the, especially with the way they reinvested the Pogba money, and, and will continue to do so. I think that that's a team that, you know, Syria isn't demanding. I mean, you've got, what, Luka Tony's, like, what, 50? And he's scoring, you know, the... The thing about those the thing about those Syria links was it was Inter Milan because yeah. Roberto Mancini who's no longer there anymore. So it's I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for him. I I would t- I think you would have to be very specific with what you're willing to give him if you're gonna bring him back and you have to make sure that doesn't hold back anyone else because City need new midfielders, there's no two ways about it. So they should not be um, – I'm not a big fan of the whole legacy thing, like, oh, nope. you've rewarded us so much. I actually had no problem with Chelsea doing what they did to Frank Lampard. It's just thank you so much for everything, but it's time to go. And yet, and, yet they can't seem to do it Yeah, they John can't do Terry. it to John Terry for some reason, <laughs> even though he's a racist who's not very good anymore. But beyond that um, – yeah, I, I, I had no problem with what Chelsea did to Lampard. I didn't think it was unduly harsh. Um, I had no problem with what Liverpool did to Gerrard because Brendan Rodgers told him outright, you cannot play this many games a week anymore. And you know what? He was right. Yeah, Brendan so, Rodgers Brendan Rogers screwed up a number of things, but his handling of Gerrard was on point. Yeah, so, you know, it sucks for the fans, and I know there's a PR element to some of the things that has to be considered here. Um, but you know, sometimes these things just have to be done and you have to move on because I don't, it's not like I think that Yaya's whole, I think there have been aspects where clubs have held back by clinging to legends after their day had come. I think Liverpool holding on to, uh, to Stevie G there at the end, just to try to keep him happy was, was not in their best interest. Um, I don't think City have done that to this, to the point of it being detrimental with with regards to Yaya, maybe with Zavaleta, but I think that I think that there was a case to be made that maybe Zavaleta could be, still have a role even beyond no. that. Well, we'll disagree on that one, but um, before the season. But I, I don't think that City have been as bad. Well, I think if you point... want to use an example, use company. Mm. With the injuries, that they're, they keep clinging to this hope that this is, although I think that we yeah, the last straw the... with that. I think City right now are in L.A. Lakers' Andrew Bynum territory, like, to be honest, <laughs> with yeah. any company. And I hate saying that, and I know our American listeners will get that, and many of our uh, many of our overseas listeners will be like, what's an Andrew Bynum? Just Google Lakers' Andrew Bynum, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll get it. Um, but uh, that's B-Y-N-U-M. If you if you actually did want to Google it, but yeah, I, I think it's time for Vinny to be gone. I think it's time for for City to move on from Vinny. I think it's time for City to move on from their basically everybody like cool, John yeah. everybody but John Stones and maybe Bakari Sanya. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain players that I am still on the fence about, but I, I think I'm, that... I'm 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 fine with Otamendi going. Well, I'm definitely fine with Altamendi going. I I I wouldn't bring back Kolarov at all. Well, I I think I don't think there's anyone here who would want who would be willing to stick up for any of the four fullbacks at, at, at any great length, except like with conditions. 
any of uh, some of them without conditions. Sonya, I feel well, like Sonya with conditions. Be... I think yeah, you yeah, can yeah. keep Sonya, but you can't keep Sonya as your only option. No, 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 yeah, no, no. That's no, what no, I mean by with conditions. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but I would. I think Zabalet is done. I that's, that's a fair. Think, that's a fair think, thing to say. I think it's time to move on from Vincent Company. Um, at the very minimum, tell Vincent Company, sorry, you're no obviously can no longer be the captain because you're not going to be starting. You're going to be. You're going. You're going to become mean, a best. Yeah, I, I don't know what you do with Company, but you can't. I mean, he can't be sold is the problem because who would buy him? Right. <laughs> so, so you're kind I, of in a tough spot there, but there you have to do something. You have to just be like, look, we cannot do this anymore. Gael Clichy gone. Clichy can for go. Me. Um, Kolarov can go. Um, this basically leaves you stones. Stones yeah. and a limited Vinny. So yeah. you basically... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, look, hey, Vincent Company is a fine defender when he's healthy, and if he's been stripped of the... Look, I don't want him stripped of the captaincy to be stripped of the captaincy. It's just that the captain has to play, and he's not. So when I say stripped of the captaincy, I'm talking about it as a logistical measure. Like, you tell Vinny, okay, you're going to be stripped of the captaincy, obviously, because you're going to be coming off the bench. Vinny in a bench role, I'm fine with that. You want to bring on a defender late in the game or add an extra defender? He's more than capable of coming in and even acting as a center defensive midfielder. If, if you really need, I'm totally fine with keeping him around in that very limited capacity. I don't even mind giving him, you know, a cup game every now and then or a game here or there just to spell out some of your other defenders. But, you know, as a starter, no, no. Vincent Company should not be back at City as a starter. And I know that there are going to people be people who vehemently disagree, and I can accept that. But I have arrived at the opinion of Vincent Company that keeping him as your starter and insisting that he is your starting center back, one of your starting center backs, has become a detriment to Manchester City. It has limited them in moving on. And, and possibly there were there were good defenders on the market last year, and City only brought in one because they thought they were going to have a healthy Vinny Company. Yeah. Also because Imeric Laporta turned them down. And they didn't. Yeah, plan. That, they didn't seem to have a plan B when that happened. Yeah, that I don't think they thought it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, by all, you, you know, if you believe the people in the know on forums like Blue Moon and stuff like that, who you know, I trust that actually do have connections to the club and are not just making stuff up to to get attention. Because it's it's guys like you know Rick who doesn't need to make stuff up to get attention. But you know, if you believe those guys, then. This it came as such another shock. City's graphics departments were already working on the videos and stuff, and then he was like, "Actually, never mind. I'm staying in Bilbao." So I don't really think that they were counting on that to happen. I don't think that they knew how to react when it did happen. So yeah, and it sucks too because yeah, he would have solved a lot. I think he would have helped with a lot of these issues. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I think with a miracle for City are probably sitting in second place right now, maybe even first. I, I don't think they're good enough defensively to be in first place, but I certainly think that a Milik report and... and I don't think we're sitting here talking about the, the however many a straight game yeah, every straight. shot on target went in. Yeah, that's probably a, 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 a great 
stepping off point, actually, you know. So, you know, and I don't know what they do this year, you know. I mean, you know, Pepe has already said that he's going to go to China. And honestly, Pepe is a defender that I would spend money on. Like, I wouldn't spend a lot, but Pepe can defend. Yeah. He's a dirty, foul, flopping, dark arts master, but I'll be damned if Pepe doesn't put himself in the right places at the right time. I've always been an admirer of his game, no matter how dirty the, the it's been. The thing about times. dark arts masters is that you hate them when you're against them, but when you have them, you know, you're, you're, tell you're me, kind of a, tell me, she, tell me that you didn't hate the crap out of Luis Suarez when he was at Liverpool, but tell me that you would take him on City in a second. Oh, dude. Yeah, every day of the that week. That is the best example of it I can think of. He dives, yeah. he cheats, he does awful, stupid things. Same with but, Cristiano Ronaldo, man. Yeah. I find I find his me, 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 me attitude to be abhorrent. But if he were on City, I'd be like, you know what? The mother effer has earned it, man. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, I it's think like, it, it It's becomes... like Harry Doyle in Major League, you yeah. know? What is it about a new uniform that changes your opinion of the guy? He's still a prick. <laughs> It's only a problem when the selfishness, I think, cap starts happening to the detriment of the rest of the team. Um, which there are a lot of guys out there, though, that can yeah. do that right Oh, now. I agree. I, I, that's a, the great thing about Suarez is that he will play for the team, even though... And, and for, you know what, for, for all of this BS about Ronaldo, the simple fact of the matter is, is he was a big reason that Real Madrid won the title again last year uh, after... Uh, Watching Barca win the treble the year before, Real needed to Real needed to answer back, and and Cristiano fired them in, and 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 was a big reason why they won that Champions League game against Atletico. I think he had the assist in that game. Yep. Um, but, Although uh, I still do dream about his teammate Gareth Bale being on City. Uh, if that could have happened once upon You know what? I dream about his other teammate, Tony Kroos, being on City. Oh, well, yeah. There's like four players I would take from Real At least four players I would take from Real Madrid. But, um, so it goes. I would take Sergio Ramos. Oh, I would take Sergio Ramos, yeah. Um, very happy. Yeah. So, let's talk about Crystal Palace. FA Cup fourth what? round tomorrow, Saturday, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, not on TV here, as far as I know. So, Cody player. Woohoo. Um, what was, uh, they've played this game in the Premier League already, and they won this game in the Premier League, thanks to a late Yaya Torre intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was the back heel. Yeah, I believe you're right, off the corner, yes. Um, so, what we do know is that Willie Caballero will be in goal. Pep has confirmed. Thank God. Pep has confirmed that Willie Caballero will be in goal for this game. Um, now, given I that... I ask you a question real quick. Go for it. Do you think that Pep... I know it's a cup game, and that's why Willie is starting. But do you think that there are ulterior, ulterior motives? I think... Let me put it this way. I think he'll be watching Caballero's performance a lot closer than... Then in, I think he plays this game either way. It's a cup game, but I think he's watching his performance with a lot more interest than he would be if Bravo were playing well. How's that? That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. 
Um, that's basic, basically what, what I'm saying at. is that I do think the thought might well be in his mind. It's in my mind. That's why I was wondering. Yeah. Now, given that, you know, city title hopes are dead or dying. They're dead. Um, well, I'll, I'll be generous with the or dying part, but given that City's title All hopes are probably not happening, and given that City's Champions League campaign is, you know, anything can happen, but given the evidence, they're not up to Dude, that standard yet. a far worse team made the semifinals last That's year. That's true, so. but, you know. Just saying, man. Well, the question is, do you think Pep might, given that they're out of the League Cup as well, do you think that Pep might see this competition as sort of a ticket to maybe get something and might not rotate as much as we think he will tomorrow? Yeah, I think Pep's going to want to try and win something in his first year. And I think that this Given is... that this is probably, if we're being realistic, this is probably the best chance he has to win a trophy. Well, yeah, and, and it's also a trophy that comes... It, Louis Van Hal spent it, you know, he, he, he made him horny. <laughs> Louis Van Gaal, <laughs> trophy as he was about to get fired uh, to the press conference, just set it in front of him. It was like, here it is. Louis, you can fire me, but I did this. Louis, Louis, Louis Van Gaal probably did some things to that trophy that we ought not speak of. Like he wanted that damn thing so bad. There's a uh, Van Hall was even the in the journey they tell you how important the FA Cup is. Um, oh yeah. It's important think, for everybody but that, the Premier League. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think that Pep, given his, you know, his passion for learning about um, what matters in the countries that he manages in, you know what I mean? Right. Like, he loves to throw himself into the culture um, of the, the, the league, the sport, the country, the style, the, everything about it. It would not surprise me to see him put sort of a little bit of emphasis on the FA Cup, given the historical significance of winning it, even if not necessarily the the present meaning of it, particularly for a Premier League team. Sure, sure. That's that. I, that's more or less what I was trying to say. Um, I think that, like you said, that the historical significance of this trophy. Look, Pep's not going to be satisfied with winning just one trophy. That's not usually what Pep does. There are usually multiple. Right. Um, so you, you know, know you, Z- look at, you look at, and again, Germany's different. It's easier, but you look at his enthusiasm. He cried. He's his enthusiasm for winning the German Cup. The, uh, yeah, yeah, he the cried, DF, man. The DFB Pokal, or I believe I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but because he'd been he'd come so close, but Dortmund had had his number, and then they lost in the semifinals on that shootout. When he finally won it that last year on his way out, man, he cried. So I don't for a second think that he underestimates or looks at the FA Cup as a throwaway competition. And really, just to add on what you said, I think given everything you said, I think he sees it as the competition because he's already gone on record and said that City aren't good enough to compete for the Champions League. He's, he's also he he's also gone on, yeah he's he's also gone on record as saying that Saturday's game, the fourth round game, is a final for us. Yeah. So it does, it will not surprise me to see him. Put a lot players. of emphasis on the FA Cup. I think his number one priority is going to be top four, without question. 
But I think barring that... I don't think... You know what? I I think he will, but you know what? I'm tired of this garbage about people saying it'll make it impossible for City to get transfer business done. Oh, I agree. We we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, I don't agree with that. But I obviously do think that he's been given a remit, given that his remit was get us the level of winning the Champions League. I think the bare minimum expectation will be be in the Champions League. So I do think that will be his top priority. But barring that, and it's, you know, it's not too early to think about that, but you can only go one game at a time in the Premier League with regards to that. So it will not remotely surprise me to see him saying, you know what? We're in the fourth round. You win the fourth round, then you get the fifth and the sixth. If you get a couple favorable draws, win in the sixth round, that gets you to Wembley. You know, you've got a ways to go. We're not trying to get ahead of ourselves. We're not trying to put the cart before the horse, but... You take it one game at a time, and you just say, "Okay, we've got a final, and then we win that, and we got another final, and another final, and another final, and then the actual final." You know, why the hell not? I say. Yep. And um, City so, will probably get United. <laughs> of course, um, given Palace's form at the moment, you know, you would you would like to think that City could win this, but we've seen enough to know that you never know. But I do think that they will be. He will try to have them up for this game. I'll put it that way. I think City will win this game. I think so, too. I think I think this will be a statement game for City, if nothing they else, had, to state there. They've had good luck in the, in, the, uh, in the Cup, except for the United game. They absolutely lambasted West Ham in the Cup. Yeah. Away. So. so who knows? I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I, I really do feel like there are favorable draws out there. I don't think we've had any major upsets in the FA Cup yet, have we? I think every relevant... I don't know off the top of my head, but I think the relevant teams are still... In Let me have a look-see here. Yeah. But um, let's let's look at the third round here, because that's when the FA... Or the Darby top. and Leicester finished 2-2, so they'll play a rematch. Leicester finally got their goal. All right, so Arsenal are through. Man United play Wigan. Uh, Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool ended up in a replay against Plymouth Argyle, which they did win, but um, yeah. Arsenal had to fight to get past Preston North End. Um, Everton are out. They yeah. lost to Leicester. Um, but that's probably the most Chelsea's significant. Chelsea's in. Yeah, Chelsea's in. That's the most significant of the... Uh, the, 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 the Premier League teams that have been dropped from this competition, given the luck that City have had against Everton this year, maybe that's not such a small thing. But, but um, yeah. Chelsea are going to be a tough one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your, your best hope is that you can avoid those teams and get a couple of favorable draws and then hope that something really weird happens in some other game. But... We don't know. The the draw, assuming City go through, the draw for the fifth round will be Monday. We will figure it out then. So, we're in agreement. City will win, which means that they'll probably lose. Yep. All right. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Um, we weren't that... We would, I, Before we go, I would like to note that in our defense... Oh, we have we listener not, questions. We do have listener questions, but before I get to those, I would like to note that we were not that far off of our our bet on the uh, the Blue Moon podcast last week. And we we got our, our, the 2-2, I believe it was, was it, uh, 
who was it? I think yeah. it was Sam. It was I Sam Roscoe. Sam, Sam Roscoe, who, who won some money. So we are glad that that at least something came out of that draw that was other than a point. Um, so, yes, we were not that far off, and we were glad to be wrong. Yeah, I mean... We got a number of listener questions this week. So let's get right to them. Um, let's do it. Our buddy Don Langford wants to know, can we cite any goals this year that were a result of Bravo initiating the play? Only one I can think of is the Man, uh, United. The Man United game. And that was his first game. Um, and even then it was just sort of hoofing it. So not the way that I think we imagine Bravo initiating the play. Put it that way. Yeah, I, the Man United game is the one that comes off uh, as I know there were several others, but the one that sticks out in your memory, probably because Laton just lasered it, is that is that United goal. Yeah. Um. Next question, and this is again a fitting question. It's from our buddy Christo. Wants to know if City don't win anything this season, season one season under Pep's belt. If City don't win anything this season, would you be upset? Upset is the wrong word. I would not be yeah. upset. Um, I would be, you know, marginally disappointed. I would be upset if I don't see progress. Which is kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. That would bother, that would bother me. But I would not be upset if they don't, if they go trophyless. I, yeah, disappointment would reign supreme here. Like, disappointment on very high levels. I think it would feel a bit like a missed opportunity, but not in the same sense as last year felt like a missed opportunity, because last year everyone was terrible. More in the sense that they started so well, and they had such a good footing, and then they sort of threw it all away. Yeah. That's basically where I would stand. And did nothing to stop it. That's yeah. That's the frustrating part. Um, Christo again. Palace will sit back and defend, then use Benteke to batter Otamendi at all. Give up on defense and just try to outscore teams? Isn't that what they have been? <laughs> That's, you know... You know what, though? It's not a bad approach to a team like City because, look, it's you're, Crystal Palace it does not have the defense to keep City out. They know it. We know it. You know it. Palace fans know it. Guardiola knows it. And whoever the hell is managing Palace these days knows it. Big Sam. Uh, Big Sam. That's right. Big Sam Allardyce. I keep forgetting. Um, but... Uh, you know what they can do is they can score on every shot they take because everyone else does. So, I mean, sun's up, guns up, right? It's sort of like the Baylor Bears approach to it. Just go out there and score more than everybody else. If you're, or Cal, if you prefer non-raping schools in your we are in a uh, metaphors. Yeah, we we are in a competition where goal difference doesn't matter at all. So just score. Right. Just score. Go score. Um, last question. Because we were so good about this last week. From Christo. We were right on Pats over Steelers. It wasn't a hard pick. Can we be honest? But not Green Bay. Oops. So, 
can Matt Ryan do it in the biggest game of all? I think um, it would be a better game than people are giving it credit for, but I do think New England wins. Yeah. I think it will be closer than some people might think it might end up being. Because Atlanta does have an elite offense. But um, don't count I, on Here's the problem, Tom. though. Here was a great stat put out by our very own at Turf Show Times, uh, uh, our very own Rob. Rob, Rob Forehand. That's right. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to call him Seattle Rob. But uh, a lot of people compare the Atlanta Falcons, obviously, to the greatest show on turf. L.A. Rams, the team that, you know, before the Patriots went up to basically destroy the NFL. I think they have some 546 points scored on offense. Now, I think the Falcons are at like 590. The problem with that is is that of all the teams who have done that, I believe the Rams are the only one who has gone on to win the Super Bowl. And here's the other problem. Atlanta gives up nearly as many as they score. I believe they give up over 460 points. So you can score 590, but if you're giving up 460, the Patriots are a good enough defensive team at every level to give the Falcons problems. And Tom Brady is more than capable of uh, doing what it takes to win a game offensively. Uh, add to that that guys who enter the Super Bowl into the, for their first time as a quarterback don't always light it up. Um, we'll see here, man. It's 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 going to be interesting, but the, the odds are against Matt Ryan and the Falcons here, despite the fact that they score. What's the adage? Defense wins championships in every single sport. Every single one. Just, yep. look at, just look at who's on top of the Premier League right now. But anyway, um, do you have any final thoughts? Um, Before we see ourselves out here. My final thought is this. Um, I think City have the ability to do so many different things. I think this team have the capability to challenge Chelsea for a title. But the reason that Guardiola is saying that they won't is because they really have no plans to bolster the unit. And Guardiola is a realist and knows what I know and what you know is that this team isn't good enough. It can't do it. Instead, there's not going to be a seminal moment where they come together and, and win one or in this case, 15 or 20 for the Gipper. One um, for the Pepper. Yeah, one month for the Pepper. There is the title of today's show. <laughs> it was. We got it in right under the wire. <laughs> we usually do. We usually do. Um, but, you know, winning one for the Pepper, is going to win 15 for the Pepper is more like it. You know, you'd have to win so many games. You're going to have to get many some of these return fixtures. Um, and, and, and frankly, I just, I don't see City doing it with their current unit, and it's, uh, it's, it's, the, my final thought is there's probably more heartache to come this season. And 
it sucks because I feel like this team is good enough to do more than what I think they're going to end up doing. And I hope I don't jinx it, but I have a this gut feeling that City aren't even going to finish in the top four. They'll finish in Europe. They just won't finish in the top four. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, may not be the worst thing for Pep in year two. It's it's really benefited Chelsea and Antonio Conte, I'll tell you what, that much. It sure has. I, 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 I'm going to stick this with Chelsea team, yeah. This Chelsea team would be good enough to compete in the Champions League, I think. Yes. I'm going to stick with my my optimism, but um, we shall see. We shall see indeed. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at America Citizens. America Citizens. Um, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You just go to iTunes, search for us there. It's not hard to find. Um, and lastly, we are sponsored by Blog Talk Radio, as ever. So, um, we hope you enjoyed. Um, thanks for listening. For Josh, my name is Gray. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.